1 Corinthians, the first chapter, verses 18 through 22. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of the world, the world through its wisdom did not know God. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand miraculous signs and Greek look for, Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, for the foolishness of God is wis wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. This is the word of God for the people of God. I don't suspect most of you have ever thought of God as foolish. It's not what we're raised in the church to believe. We're raised in the church to believe that God is all-knowing and that God is an all-loving God. Yet, People in the world look at Christianity as foolishness. I want you to think about something. When this passage was written by Paul, people looked at Christians and their God as complete foolishness. That was written almost 2,000 years ago. And we think we've come a long way. Nothing is new under the sun, is what Solomon told us. And it's the truth. Even the arguments that people who are against Christianity bring are not new arguments. They are the same arguments that they have been bringing since the beginning of the church. The idea that a God would love people so much that he would send his son to die for them seems ridiculous to people. And it is for them because if you are the most important thing in all of creation, which is what a lot of people think, they think that they are all there is. See, if there is no God, then I'm in charge, which causes all kinds of problems. When I did drug and alcohol counseling, I would ask the guys, and I only worked with guys, I would ask them, what do you have control over in your life? And somebody who's been in a recovery program and working on it would say, not too much. I said, how about your clothes? Do you get to pick out what clothes you wear each morning? 
And they would all say, yes, we get to pick out what clothes we wear. That's about all we get to decide. Because when they're in an inpatient recovery program, they don't get to decide if and when they can have a cup of coffee. They don't decide when they eat. They don't decide where they go. They don't decide anything. All they decide, they think, is what they're going to wear that morning. And I would usually wait to do this till it was a really cold morning and ask them, why didn't you wear shorts this morning? It's 30 degrees outside. Why are you not wearing shorts? And they would say, well, it's too cold out. So you don't even get to decide what you wear. The weather decides that for you. Do you wear your parka when it's 90 degrees out? No. I don't leave my air conditioning when it's 90 degrees out. But we don't decide a lot. Our everything around us makes decisions for us. Yet we have this idea in our mind that we're in control, which is not true. And I think that was part of the reason for the struggle with what just happened in this last year with this COVID virus. Is there are people who thought we were going to be able to control it. Manage it? Yeah, I think we could manage it and, and keep it from getting too much and overwhelming everything all at once. And I think that was a good thing to do. But the idea that we're going to be able to control or stop this virus is ridiculous. I even heard of one young person who said to their parents, if people would just wear their masks, we could get rid of this virus. And thankfully, the parents said to them, no, we can't. We can't control our own lives. Yet we want to believe that we're capable of doing without God. Now, what's foolishness? The idea that God loves us so much that he would send his son to die on a cross? Or is it foolishness to believe that we're capable of doing anything by ourselves? Now, you know I like science. I truly like science, especially physics. Chemistry is okay, but physics I really like. And what science tells us is there is such order to our world. There is everything comes together the same way. How many of you believe that in a short time the trees are going to start to bud? Does anybody not believe that? Why do you believe that? Because it always happens. There is order to our world. There's order to all that God has created. And that order tells us that there is somebody more than us who's in charge. Because things happen the same way. I struggle with a fear of heights. Because... I know 
that when I'm up on that roof and I fall off, I'm not going to float. <laughs> it just isn't going to happen. And when I hit the ground, it'll probably hurt a little bit. I know it's irrational to be scared of heights. Maybe I'm not afraid of heights. Maybe I'm just afraid of a lot of pain and broken bones. But I know that's going to happen. I know that's the way things work. And that's why I like science. Because science tells me there's a God. Science tells me that God is always going to do what God has always done. You can read your Bible and see what God has done. How God has worked in the lives of his people. And God is going to continue to work in the lives of his people in the same way. People say, your God doesn't make sense. The world doesn't make sense without God. What God does is allows us to understand the world in simple ways. To see that every year the trees are going to bud and then they're going to produce leaves and flowers or fruit or whatever that tree does. And the grass is going to grow, and we're going to run our lawnmowers. It's just the way God works. There is so much comfort in knowing that God is truly not a foolish God. God is a God who continues to do things the same way. The same old arguments are ridiculous. Why wouldn't God love us? He created us. He created us just the way that we are. And if he created us just the way that we are, then that must be the way that he wants us. We're not perfect. In fact, we're far from perfect. But God still loved us so much that he sent his only son to die on a cross for us. And he wouldn't change anything. And he hasn't changed anything. Throughout the history of the Bible and people trying to understand God, God has been the same. Now the world may say, how can you believe in a God who would do those things? How can I not believe in a God who would do these things, who would make all of the beauty that surrounds us, all that we see, and do it over and over and over again. To me, there is comfort in the order of nature. There is comfort in the order of science. Science makes us ask questions. Science makes us look. And I have talked to a lot of scientists, a lot of professors in college that I talk to. And 
a great many of them get to a point in their science and they say, I can't explain anymore, but it works. When I was studying nuclear power in the military, we would draw a little box on our desk and then make a little circle in the middle of it, color the circle, and this is what we did while we were supposed to be listening. <laughs> but our teachers would tell us something about science and about uh, physics. And, okay, one of my favorite ones was if like particles, like charged particles repel each other, which is what we call a law of nature. It happens all the time. Then how does an atom stay together? Because all of the particles in the center of an atom are all positively charged. Why aren't all atoms blowing apart? Why isn't everything blowing apart? Why do we have any order? And you know what science has decided? Well, obviously, there's a stronger power, and we'll call that nuclear power. I believe that was my button. Doesn't make any sense. You can't just make something up and say, well, we don't understand it, so we'll just call it something else and say it must be there. I believe. That's science. That's God. That's order. Our God is a God of order. And our God is going to deal with us the way he's always dealt with people. He's going to forgive us and he's going to welcome us back into his arms. All we have to do is ask. Maybe the world look at, looks at that and says, oh, how foolish. I look at that and say, oh, how amazing. What a wonderful God we have. Amen.